It ain't always easy getting started. Yeah, you got big plans? Who knows? Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. As many recent college grads can attest, finding your first job can be a bit more challenging than you may have expected. But hey, if you're just out of college and you're looking to be hired and you want a position with flexibility, travel, the chance to meet new people, and, well, peanuts, this could be the right job for you. Planters is looking for three recent college graduates to take on driver duties for the iconic Nutmobile. Yeah, these three peanutters would chauffeur Mr. Peanut around in a 26-foot-long nut on wheels. Of course, great affinity for Mr. Peanut being born in Wilkesbury on Public Square many, many years ago. Maybe you could be out there driving them around. The company will choose employees, and they'll have the opportunity to drive coast to coast. They'll make pit stops at communities along the way, and they'll be uh, out there talking to people and all that kind of stuff. Getting social media, doing interviews with radio and TV, all that kind of stuff. So you need to know a ton about Mr. Peanut to land this gig, and I can help. Here is the true story of Mr. Peanut. As a high roller, they don't come any higher. Laid out in spats and carrying a pimp stick, he rolls with Tony the Tiger, Bip the Michelin Tire Man, even the Pillsbury Doughboy. But life hasn't always been a non-stop party for the monocled madman that loves it in the can. Booze, broads, blow, and buttered bread. This is the story of Mr. Peanut, the E! True Hollywood Story. Orphaned at the age of seven, his parents were the victims of a senseless drive-by cracking. At 17, alone, afraid, and angry that he was drawn without genitalia, Mr. Peanut packed up what little he had and made his way to Hollywood. Unskilled and needing money badly, Mr. Peanut's first few years in Hollywood were spent dancing in gentlemen's clubs. Clubs like Vic's Rubber Fist and the Velvet Satchel. Patron Sammy Clifton. Oh, he's fantastic. I mean, there was always something special about that kid. I mean, for a guy without a waist, he could really bring it. But those nights spent swinging his sweetmeat quickly began to take their toll. Mr. Peanut's custom of allowing his customers to tip with coins would become his downfall as the constant pressure of several hundred dollars worth of loose change swinging back and forth inside his G-string soon put a small stress fracture in his lower shell. His love affair with the bottle, as well as his constant struggle with bulimia, left Mr. Peanut a shell of his former self. It was in rehab that Mr. Peanut's life took a turn for the better, thanks to a chance meeting with the man whose offer of a job would change Mr. Peanut's life forever. I told him that my family had just bought a peanut boat, and if he wanted to, he could come work for me and learn how to be a peanut fisherman. And the rest, as they say, is history. Mr. Peanut accepted the job offer. The locals, impressed by this larger-than-life legume, immediately made him their king and offered Mr. Peanut their virgin daughters, who to this day are still virgins because Mr. Peanut, as you already know, was drawn without genitalia. And so goes the story of Mr. Peanut, the E! True Hollywood Story. 
You'd think it'd be driving in and out, but that's not it. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Uh, the number one thing that a lot of people stress about at work, number two, I guess. Two-thirds of Americans say, two-thirds, say they refuse to poop at work. They'd rather hold it all day till they get home. On average, they'll hold it two and a half hours. This is shocking to me. If I got to go, I got to go. That's why we have bathrooms anywhere in America or anywhere in the world. I will use a public restroom. I'll use the restroom at work. I don't care. But I do know people like this, including my stepdaughter, Allie, who uh, recently went back to the office at least part-time. So I'm going to give her a call this morning and find out how she deals with the stress. What's your deal now? Well, mostly I'd say 95% from home, maybe one or two days a week. Every now and then I have to go in. So while you were working at home, what was the best part about that for you? Multitasking. Yeah? (laughs) I thought you were going to say it was being around your dog, but all right, good enough. That's fine. (laughs) Well, yeah, and being around her. It's easier to let her out. She's happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, What is the worst part about going back into the office, even on the limited schedule you're in the office? Ooh, the commute. The other thing that's right up there with them uh, is is number two, which is number two. You know what I mean? Ew! <laughs> and I know you've we've discussed this on the air before, where you've had some issues using uh, restroom facilities in public. Is that still the case? Yes, I hate it. You're not alone. Um, let's see. Sixty-four percent of women are likely to hold it in at work, um, and they don't want to go to the bathroom at work, especially number twos. That's one hundred percent true. Now, when we say number two, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about defecating. Yeah. Okay, I just want to yeah, make sure. The- <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um. So you don't go when you're at work, even on these limited days. Ew. No. What do you mean? Ew. It's like we all go to the bathroom. That's why they no. have them everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, no, unless it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you got to go and you're like, oh, my God, I only have two more hours to go. I, I got to go. Why Why do you want to hold it in? Why do you not want to go? It's just gross. What's gross? Wait, uh, did you not read the book Everybody Poops Growing Up? <laughs> then there's a lot of factors. Is it a single stall? Are there multiple stalls? Are people going to be in there? You don't know. So what if people are in there? They're going to be doing the same thing. What do you care? No, ew, nobody wants to hear that. If there's a smell, nobody wants to smell that. Just nasty. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Or wait till everybody exits the bathroom like a normal person and you're alone. There's no feet to be seen and then do it. So you're like looking down the bottom of the stall the whole time, making sure there's no shoes. If you if you get in there and you start, you think you're in the clear and then all of a sudden somebody comes in, what happens? You lock it up? Well, yeah. Well, then you, I just want you to know you're not alone. 65% of women and 74% of men are holders. Holders. It's weird that it's more men than women. That's interesting. I have never been concerned about that at all, ever. <laughs> I'll go wherever I got to go. You know what I mean? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I had. I just wanted to know why, like, how you were, how you were holding up going back to work with the whole pooing situation. Since I just read the study that said number two is a big stressor for a lot of people. Ew, I'm ill. Yeah, my stepdaughter <laughs> is grossed out and evidently still hasn't pooed at work. Thanks, Al. <laughs> Worried about your identity being stolen? Worried that someone could use your good name and good credit? To rack up thousands in fraudulent charges? You don't need to worry. You need Credit Racks. 
Inspired by the anti-theft methods used by New York City bike delivery people, for years, urban bike users have made their bicycles look unattractive or flat-out broken in an effort to thwart thieves. It works, and now you can put that idea to work protecting your identity. Credit Rex will prevent the thieves and ne'er-do-wells from buying high-end electronics, renting houses, opening accounts in your name, and so much more. Some services send you non-stop alerts and notices when they find someone trying to use your identity. Who wants to be constantly bombarded with notifications? Credit Rex doesn't do that. We make it so criminals can't use your credit. Credit Rex effectively lowers your FICO credit score to the point that it becomes useless. So who cares if someone hacks your identity? They won't be able to use it for anything. Just listen to these customers. My score was 750, and I was always worried someone would steal my information. Now my score is under 310, and I can't even get a loan shark to give me money. Thanks, Credit Rex. Credit Rex stopped anyone from opening an account in my name, including me. Seriously, I can't get a car loan. How am I supposed to get to work? Credit Rex destroys your credit score, so even if thieves know everything about you, they can't use that information to open accounts because your credit is wrecked. Credit Rex customers usually can't recover for 7 to 10 years. Lower credit scores will result in higher payments, high insurance rates, repossessions, and possibly liens. No one should use Credit Rex ever. Credit Rex tells criminals and you, too bad, so sad. It's another edition of Holiday Leftovers 2022 on the Prospector Prime Cuts podcast. Thanks for checking it out in case you missed something on the show this week. This is all the best of stuff or the stuff I was just willing to dig for from all of 2022. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening to Prospector's Prime Cuts podcast. Be sure to catch us live weekdays from 5.30 to 10 a.m. on Rock 107 or online at rock107.com or the Rock 107 app. A free download for your Android or iPhone. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss Prospector's Prime Cuts.